A warm welcome to all listeners of our VIP Job podcast series, coming on air thanks to the Erasmus Plus VTJ2 project. VIP Tech Job Time to Act works towards easing access to the world of work for young visually impaired people. Behind the project are committed youngsters and youth workers from Belgium, Greece, Italy and Spain. In our episodes, we will take you on a journey of discovering incredible initiatives, smart tools and inspiring stories of young VIPs connected with facilitating access to the world of work. Happy listening! Welcome back to a new episode of our VIP Tech Job Time to Act podcast. Today, we are glad to introduce you to our first speaker. We are more than confident that our special guest will be able to give you some advice on how to approach not only the job market, but also the opportunities that VIPs can benefit from. Uh, so I guess now it's time to unveil our interviewee. Well, in this episode, we will be speaking with Loredana Dici, who joined European Disability Forum in 2015. She is Internal Communication and Membership Officer and is responsible for communication between EDF's members and the Secretariat. Moreover, she is in charge of the Internal Members Newsletter. Loredana, would you like to introduce uh, yourself a little bit more to our listeners? Yes, I'm very honored and thank you very much for uh, the invitation to this podcast. What I would like to add only is that I'm also in charge of the, our youth committee at the European Disability Forum and a little bit of um, youth policies, so ongoing legislation for young people where we try to include this angle of inclusion. Okay, great. Thank you. Let us just start with our interview where we will speak a little bit about the European dimension because as we all know, VipTech Job uh, Project um, is um, properly representing the possibilities for the inclusion to the labor market of young visually impaired people. So, Loredana, could you tell me what is the current situation about uh, VIPs and the labor market in Europe? And according to your opinion, it is easy nowadays to find a job for a visually impaired person? I am not able to give you exact figures now, but what I know in general that more than 70% of blind and partially sighted are unemployed in at, at this moment in Europe. It's an European average. And I can tell you that for sure it is not easy. But as I like to say, it is also not impossible to get on the labor market. If you really want it and you are persevering, um, you can make it. And I know what I'm speaking because I was also um, at a point more than one year, one year and three months without a job. Okay, okay, I understand that. Uh, thank you, thank you for sharing also this topic with us. Uh, but could you suggest to our listeners any tools or strategy to find the right job offer, for instance? How did you do it yourself? 
I am also lucky to live in a country where we, we can get some support. And I made best of the support I could receive. So first of all, in Belgium, my, uh, my host country, because I'm originally from Romania and I left in 2005 when I well, was 24 years old. And so I'm in a country where there are quite some means put to the availability of persons with disabilities. And in particular for uh, blind and partially sighted, in the region where I live now, in Flanders, in Belgium, in the Flemish-speaking part, they have quite a strong program to support any person who has a disability or other difficulties to uh, reach the labor market. So there are programs of counseling, of traineeships, of job coaches, and I really made um, my best of use. Okay. Now I went even to several, I didn't stay to one of them, I tried to have several of them because one had a certain approach, the, the other had another approach. So I tried to get from everywhere the best I could. And for sure also looking for information by myself. But first of all, the most important was my motivation. I wanted to work no matter what this meant in terms of financial aspect, because in Belgium, when you are working, you lose some of your disability benefits. It is um, the income replacement, but it was even more than that because I lost also part of my integration benefits, okay. which I didn't agree with because yes. I'm still a person with disability, whether I work or not, and I exactly. need it even more. Okay, exactly. So you're saying that from that point of view, it was not very, let's say, motivational to work for you. From I no, for me it was no. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yes, yes. I'm not saying from the point of of the personal internal motivation, but let's say that it could be considered like externally that losing all these benefits could impede somebody from working. It is. There are many people, they don't work for this reason because they won't financially, it would not be sustainable for them to mm. lose. Now, um, luckily in, in Belgium, since the beginning of the year, they have hired the amount that you may um, receive from your like wages to be still able and eligible to receive all your integration benefits so that has changed hopefully this will uh, encourage much more people to to work but it's if it's really not motivating for many people and just to complete with an anecdote which which yes, is sure no, not an anecdote but it's um, it really happened yeah. so when i finished my studies in 2010 um, back i finished a master here in belgium i went to the um, employment agency and the first thing I was told by uh, the first person at the reception and then by the counselor, but do you know you are going to lose your disability benefits? It's not interesting to work. I said, I don't care. I want to work not only for the money. I don't do it for the money. I do it for my 
personal well-being what am i doing that's everybody that's the logic when you finish studies you go um to work, to work. for the social relationship exactly, you are exactly. building in, in your yes. work and so on yes yes and also for personal satisfaction also for the feeling of being uh, a complete person because this is an important exactly. part yes exactly yes, yes. exactly we know that your career development was quite impressive. Uh, could you could you just like explain to our listeners? Uh, so how did you like manage yourself to to come to Belgium and maybe a little bit of your uh, career goals that you had during all these years? And how did you come to to this point? Thank you very much. I don't know how. Um impressive um it is but i'm i'm indeed um let's say i feel fulfilled and i feel uh, very happy for how how my career evolved so yeah in my first job in romania i was for one year uh, when i finished my study of special in special education i was teaching one year in the school for the blind and that was a really nice um, experience, despite all frustration that came from lack of material and everything. But I really enjoyed that year. But the mentality of people there and things that were not moving forward determined me already during the university to go and see further to go in a country where we count, we are seen more than just those poor disabled people whom we give some money and they can stay home um so i came to belgium as a european volunteer through a european youth program of that moment i did a european voluntary service then i continued with with the master and i remained um in 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 belgium and the first thing I did as a job here, it was not easy to find uh, immediately, but I was doing after my master um, kind of uh, a training to improve my digital skills because I saw, I, I really, I knew something, but still it was not enough. So I was aware that with that, I can't go on the labor market. It's not enough. So while I was looking and continuing, so, I have um, I have done that training in a um, center for employment center for visually impaired people in Brussels, and it was very useful. And in the meantime, my job coach, she came to me uh, saying that I have a job for you. It's not maybe the most um, adequate to your study level but at least it's something to start with and if you are interested and she came with that because i explained her i, I was already going i did a couple of exams at the city where i was living and tried to to get on the labor market and um so i was dependent on my husband because it was not only for the disability benefits the price of work as we call it when you work when you lose your benefits but also the price of love when i got married i lost almost all my disability benefits oh. and i found myself in a difficult situation where my husband who is also a totally blind person had to 
um, yeah, support my living costs. Of and course. I didn't find that fair. So this job coach came to me with this job uh, as a receptionist at the University of Brussels um, in the call center. Okay. I stayed there for a period and then I got the chance to work in the organization where I was volunteering um, in projects. And then um, I was still looking to do uh, something also more sustainable because there it was um, a job for uh, the period of the project. And then if there is more money from project, I could get um, again a contract, but it was not um, sustainable enough. So I was looking for something and I went through different experiences. But that finally, my husband saw this job at the European Disability Forum and he just sent it to me because he said, yeah, it's a little bit on a larger scale what you are doing now, um, but go and try. And I went, I tried and I'm here. So this is how a little bit uh, my, my career went. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing this with us. It's very valuable also to hear like all the steps and also how it's important also to take part and also like to train and retrain yourself and to make use of the services available if you're lucky to have them, of course. But I think it's also very important to hear that. During one of your public speeches, you highlighted the presence of several barriers, such as barriers linked to mindsets barriers linked to accessibility and personal barriers, if I'm correct here. In your opinion, how could young VIP overcome or face the latter obstacles in their life and also during their job search? Do you have any tip based on your personal experience? Yes, I have some tips. First of all, I advise young people to know that working is a right that everyone has. So whether you're blind or not, you have the right to work uh, if you wish. And linked to that right, there are also other things like reasonable accommodation and um, also the, the support. Then perseverance. This is absolutely a must for us because it's not easy. I told at the moment that I was more than... Uh, one year without job, at some point it was really, really um, depressing to have refusals to see the discrimination through which you are going, but you are not able to show it exactly because they do it in such a way that you can't prove that you are discriminated. Mm. But you know it's your lack of vision because they are afraid, because they don't have the resources, the accessibility issues. I was in a job at a point they gave me, but then I couldn't get it because four out of the six softwares I was supposed to use in my job, they were not accessible and there was no way on immediate term to improve them and okay. also no option to change because they were uh, softwares used by the national or regional authorities. So they were obliged to use those to, ones. To use those, okay, which were exactly. not accessible. Okay. And then be creative. That's the, the last point. You, They tell you, you cannot in this way. Come up with a solution. 
you you may think okay you can't give me the possibility to have uh, i don't know an assistant but give me the exam on a usb or whatever you need if you think that you could do it in a different way not the way they are proposing don't be afraid to say it and come up with your own solution because those people they may have not been in contact with other um, visually impaired persons they don't know all the techniques and you know better what you need and what is possible so come up with your things and lastly the fourth thing use the services if you have um, like i said this job coach they can also come and um, raise awareness within uh, that, that place that you are looking for for a job but also they can come and explain the available support whether they are financial or um, equipment that the state can support you to buy it is important that they are aware um, that you are not only a burden if these measures are available yes yes i think i think this is very important to say that uh, the employers in most cases they don't know much about how to how to accommodate your disability so and the, no. the the communication also support to them is crucial also as you said like through incentives and maybe tax reliefs that they can that they can receive exactly yes. they can obtain yes okay yes uh, i think that we can consider the things uh, that you said are greatly interesting and very also very important for young VIPs when they're looking for jobs uh, and to also to other people who are listening to this episode. Uh, I think uh, that was our last question. Uh, but before saying goodbye to you, uh, Loredana and to our audience, we would like to thank you one more time and express our gratitude for being able to host you in our episode of VipTech Job Time to Act podcast. Uh, thank you. Uh, Thank you very much for sure. It was a great pleasure to be okay. with you. Okay. Now our time is up. Uh, if you would like to know more about VIPs and the job market, do not miss our podcast. And until next time. Thank you. This episode found its way to you thanks to the VTJ2 project and the Erasmus Plus program. To learn more about it, visit www.viptechjob.com eu and possibly your organization's website we invite you to listen to our podcast on spotify youtube or wherever you listen to your podcasts that's all for today see you in one of our next episodes